regard me in the paint, I'm an artist See, I hustle on the flow, call me Rick Ross See the truth, get it, jumping like a tip-off I play hard till I hit a rep, blow the whistle I'm a player, but my game be so official Shooters, welcome in to another episode of the Hoop Troop. We're a little short staff tonight. Uncle Larson is out. Adam, not here yet. He might he might pop in yet before the night's over, so we'll have to hear what he's got cooking. I know he had um, a basketball. His son was was playing basketball in Waukee tonight. We have a, a, a late pod, but we're also doing this a day later, and so we have some breaking news, uh, which will be exciting to hear what Tom has to say with that one. Um, but with this, guys, what's, we're, we're going to fast forward. We're going to move through this a little bit quicker. I got Doug, Tony, and Tom with me, and let's uh, jump right into the to the rankings. And, and Doug, I'm going to start with you because I know you're a little more fired up than the rest of us. What's, uh, what's, what's your issue that you've got going on um, with, with 4A from, from your perspective? Yeah, usually I'm a 3A guy, but I was looking at the 4A rankings today. They just came out Monday. And... I like Kennedy, Waukee, Northwest, Valley. That all makes sense. Sioux City East, breaking news. They will drop down, I'm assuming. Um, but we have Indianola at number six. And then you got Norwalk at number nine. Now, they just played, what, four days ago? Last right, week. Yep. Yep. And Norwalk stuck it to them. They beat them by 10. So why, I guess from a fan perspective, why, why would you put, Norwalk behind Indianola, and they have basically identical records. Indianola is fourteen and two, um, Norwalk's twelve and three. And Norwalk, they just last week beat Pella by thirty, Pella Christian by sixteen, Indianola by ten, and then Saturday beat Ames by four. So to me, I, I look at it and go, okay, that that doesn't make any sense in the rankings. I know it's not easy to do, but like I said, from a fan's perspective, that that doesn't correlate. Um, and then you got Ankeny Centennial at number eight in between them they're 10 and five and they have not won back-to-back games since december 13th basically the second week of the season and maybe they have guys hurt i I don't know but to me i look at that and go okay something's not right or maybe i'm maybe i'm reading this wrong so tony got anything for me yeah uh obviously i'm not on the 4a committee but um just thinking through what justin and uh and Seamus and Jeff would be thinking through there. Maybe uh, Indianola and Norwalk split their season series. Uh, Indianola's only other loss was to a full-strength Waukee team when Indianola was not full-strength. Um, and and Norwalk has early season losses to Pella and DCG, two teams that Indianola has beaten. Um, obviously, I at, over at Prep Hoops, I've got Norwalk ranked ahead of Indianola right now on the basis of the more recent win. But but if I'm coming at it from from the perspective of the 4A committee, I think that's the the argument that I would be making. It's it, it is tough to kind of figure out because you can't put too much weight in one game. You know, that's the whole reason behind this committee and that not we're not just taking records and putting, well, this team beats. So and now all of a sudden and um, talking off air, you guys use the analogy, too, of, you know, like if the number 10 team beats the number one team, like, are they going to flip flop? And so I think that that's big, too. But Doug, I, I mean, I, I get it, too. And in, in that trying to figure out like this is hard. It's not easy. They don't, you know, strength of schedule. I mean, those two teams, it's a little tougher because they play in the same league. They play a lot of the same teams. But then trying to mix a centennial in there, like how do you it's hard to figure out. Right. Tony. But if you if you just watch if you watch that game, the Norwalk Indianola game, 
there's no question Norwalk's better. So playing, and they had playing better, they, they, I would they, say for sure, playing, playing better, better right now. They're just a better team right now. So to me, as a fan, if I was Norwalk, I'd probably be upset. Like, how can you put them at six, us at nine, when we just beat them and have almost identical records? So I don't know. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big 4A guy, but just looking at that, I'm kind of in Chris's corner here in Little Hawkeye, I guess I'll and not that, like I said, Indiana is a good team, but if I was Norwalk, I would, you know, I'd be a little upset, I guess. One one of the things that I've kind of uh, come to learn during these meetings is that we all have kind of different different ways to look at how to rank teams. Um, some of us is more a season long resume type thing. Some of it's some of us look at it more. How are they playing lately? Who do I think would would beat who if we played tonight? Um, so it's it's kind of an interesting mashup of of different ranking philosophies that we've had through these meetings. And it's just kind of it's kind of interesting to see how everybody everybody thinks through the process differently. Um, but to the to the number 10 beating a number one hypothetical, we kind of got that in 2A last week with with West Lion beating Central Lion. And we we dropped Central Lion one spot to number two. We put West Lion into the rankings on the basis of that of that win, but that that's the type of example where it's it's based more on the the overall resume than just one game. Well, and it's not a bad loss either, obviously, because right. you're playing yep. you're, you lose to a team that's also in the top ten. Um, you know, it says something too as far as that goes. And so, what else, any other shakeups or any? Because two A's been other than that been fairly consistent. A- AP lost to Gladbrook Rhinebeck. They dropped from two to four um, but those the top four teams for us have been pretty consistent all year um, western christian moved up to number one central lion rolling story applington parkersburg um, west lion the lone new, newcomer this week coming in at number 10 on the basis of that central lion win that's good that's good tom uh any any fun stuff in the 3a room uh obviously my crusaders dropped out tough loss at home to lamar's uh, and I, I give credit to Lamar's. Lamar's had been playing really well. I mean, they they play East High to a five point game. They played AL to a uh, single digit game, and they had lost to uh, Dakota Valley, uh, South Dakota, who's won thirty eight straight games in a row by single digits. So I, they'd been playing well, and I don't think that loss would have hurt Healing as much had Lamar's not gone down last Friday and lost at Council Bluffs TJ. Uh, and that was a bad loss for them. And I think that's what kind of kicked the Crusaders out of the top 10. But, uh, you know, in 3A, it's a shuffle on a deck of cards. I mean, it really is. There's 16, I mean, 17, who knows, 18 teams. Nobody knows. I mean, there's a lot of teams that on a given night, there's just not much degree of separation that you can say. And if you look at our rankings, uh, the top 10, and then you look at BC Moore, I mean, there's three teams that in BC Moore that, you know, if you look at Waller, you look at uh, – assumption you look at western dubuque you know wallard's fourth and bc moore they're not even i mean they hit at eight and eight they're not discussed a lot because they're eight and eight now we all know we've all seen this historically you know that those you know the wallards and assumptions of the world their records don't look pretty but one of them usually gets to the state tournament and nobody wants to play them and so uh 3a is just uh uh it's a it's a tough one to, to discuss every week just because there's so many teams moving and shaking. And uh, the one team that keeps coming up is Newton is I think Newton's playing really good basketball and, and uh, doing a lot of good things. What now, about you Denison? S- 
Uh, you know, I, I, uh, Denison had a great win last week against Harlan. They were down uh, double digits with four minutes left, came back and beat Harlan. Uh, again, but they've got a, a couple bad losses. They've lost twice to Carol Kemper. I know you love Kemper. And let's back up a little bit. Those are uh, not bad losses. Um, those would be good losses. Those are not good losses. That's 11. <laughs> Denison's 11 and two. I think, you know, if you look at Southwest Iowa, 11 and two, there was a lot of discussion about Denison this week in the rankings. I uh, think they play ADM tonight. Would that be right? I don't know. I'll uh, we'll have to look that up. I'm not sure. Yep, they are. I'll try and find a score. So, uh, Den- again, Denison's one of those 16 teams we talk about. Tom, and then you have uh, three three schools from the NCC in there too. Yes. I mean, how about that? I mean, yeah, well, let's go. They're gonna make they're gonna make us look like geniuses or idiots. I don't know which one. We'll find out. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I go back to last year. We didn't talk a lot about Humboldt, and then Humboldt goes down and and perform well at the state tournament. Uh, they got two two of their leading scores back, and they're they're playing well again as as well as Clear Lake and uh, uh, Webster City and Webster City. So. Yeah, it's interesting. We talked a little bit uh, off air as far as the 3A pockets of you kind of have that north central pocket, you have the northwest pocket, the northeast, and you get those teams like a Decora last year, or like you said, Humboldt kind of coming out surprising some people, you know, maybe, maybe this Denison team down there. And then what do you do with the staples of the Wallards and the assumptions of with, you know, looking at the sheer numbers and the strength of schedule that obviously bc Moore is not watching these teams play they're just plugging in the numbers um strength of schedule and what's going on and that's where those are coming out and there's something to be said about that too i mean as, as well, heavy analytical as the game is now it's a big thing i don't want to jump ahead but you know i i call him the giant killer every year is adam vanderscaff sergeant bluff luton He's 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 not one of those 16 we talk about, but I guarantee it come tournament time. They had a big upset win tonight over Sioux City East, uh, undefeated Sioux City East uh, at home, 60 to 56 in overtime. Adam just does a great job and you don't want to you don't want to see him to come tournament time. Big win there. Breaking yeah. breaking news, Tom. What were you going to say, Doug? Do you had somebody else that you're curious about? Yeah, I don't. We have never spoken about Hoover either. They're they're three A now, and they're. Right. I mean, I think they're nine and oh. five, maybe ten and five, whatever they are. I mean, they're going they they're going to be sneaky too around yeah. tournament time. Hoover's, uh, you know, and, and one thing we talked a little bit with Hoover is, is their losses. They're not close losses. Sometimes they they've had some bad losses, and uh, but again, it's still not a team you want to play. <laughs> it's going to be very very interesting. Yeah, tournament uh, tournament time will be real interesting in the 3A side. It's one thing to sit here and try to rank these teams and figure out where they're at. Uh, definitely don't envy you guys and having to do that, but they still got to go out and play the game. To, to, to quote a great man from the movie Dumb and Dumber, if you're in 3A, so you're saying I got a chance. <laughs> and that's about what it is. It's, it's true. I mean, you would much rather – be in that situation then you know what 1a looking up at two schools and being like man can we beat either one of those two teams right you know so it is nice to be able to have a little hope and a little opportunity tony you got a score for us yet did you find anything or no i just found a halftime score from an hour ago uh adm was up 39 26 at the half Ooh. Ooh. okay Ooh. 
That might be your answer right there, Tommy. That's a, yeah. All right, guys. So let's uh, then fast forward to what we saw. We touched on a little bit, but uh, what we saw this week that we liked our spotlights and things that uh, jumped out. I tend to like to go in order on my screen. And so, Doug, since you're your top left here, I'm going to start with you. I think, again, I think you were there or last week, too. You must always be the first one first one on the call. So that's what you get, man. Early bird gets the worm. What do you got? What's your spotlight? Uh, I was uh, at Tulla and Newton on Friday night. And it's the first time I uh, have seen Newton play. And I was, to be honest, I was kind of looking for ways not to like them. But man, they they got a team. They they were impressive. They beat Pella by I think it ended up be twenty plus, and they are they got uh, the point guard Brody. Oh uh, no, Jake Ingle. I think he's been there for six years. He might be on a COVID year. And Brody brought Brody Bowers, their shooting guard, kind of a forward type kid. And Plowman is their big kid. I think he's a left-handed. Would that be right, Tony? I, I believe so. But they kind of got a little bit of everything, and they just played tough, and they move the ball. They're solid. Um, they will be a threat in 3A. Um, they haven't been there in a while, and I think that might hurt them, but they were definitely, they were, they've impressed me. I, I, I was, like I said, I was looking for ways not to like them, but I, um, they're well coached. They play tough. They kind of got a chip on their shoulder. It's kind of how they boys played, um, but uh, Newton came away. They, they were impressive. Tough place to play too, right? Like that's a little bit of a well, it was at Pella. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. And they, they, they're a little cocky. That little point guard Ingle is that he's, uh, he's got a little edge to him. Um, and he kind of makes him go. He, he's, uh, he's just a tough kid. And the, the Bauer kids just saw, I think it was three for three or four, four and threes. Um, and then the plowing the, the big kid inside, he's six, seven, kind of wiry, just gets all kinds of rebounds. And in three, a that, that's, that'll go a long ways. So is Ingle Tom stir the drink guy then? Oh, it definitely does. He's yeah. he's the one that makes him go. He he was kissing to the crowd. He was doing the he was doing the finger on the lips because he shot an air ball earlier in the game. Of course, all the students were chanting air ball, and then he comes down about a minute later and just shoots a thirty footer, drains it, finger to the lips. I'm like, oh, look at this guy go. So it it was it was it was entertaining. Yeah, that's interesting. A good team, another team to keep an eye on, as we mentioned before. Just never know. Uh, you're telling me I got a chance. Three A's, just who knows? Tony, what do you got? What did you see that you like? Yeah, so my original game of the week got uh, snowed out on Saturday night. So I'll divert back to Tuesday night. I uh, saw Ab- Gladbrook Rhinebeck beat Applington Parkersburg in a really good game. Uh, Rebels won 83 to 80. Uh, their senior point guard, Will Cabarrus, almost had a triple-double. He had 35 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Um, I've seen him have really nice games before, a couple triple-doubles in there, um, but I've never seen him play that well. Um, he's he's always been a kid who kind of struggled with his outside shot, and he put a ton of work into it this summer, and it's just completely opened up everything else that he's able to do for for himself and it it opens up a lot of looks for his teammates too so really nice win for Gladbrook Rhinebeck over a previously undefeated AP team uh, I don't you'll have to help me with this Tony over the last geez what five six years that rivalry between those two schools has just been a battle like it, you know obviously AP has been pretty good at sports for quite a while but you know, with Gladbrook Rhinebeck kind of coming onto the scene and just keep showing up with kids uh, each and every year, that has turned into a nice little seasonal battle for sure. Yep. 
Yeah, and they they're in different divisions in the in the North Iowa Cedar, so they don't play every year. But when they do get together, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it, and it's not just basketball either, too. It feels like yeah. they you know meet up in other sports, and it's always always fun and always competitive. So, well, good, Tom. What do you got? What was your spotlight this past week? Well, I was hoping for Western and Helan, but it got snowed out, and that game would have meant a lot more after Helan lost to Lamar's. It would have meant a lot more for Helan. Had had Western been able to come in and he, if he only gets another win, but that game has got actually postponed and now it's canceled, so they will not be making that up. Uh, so I'm, my game of the week actually probably uh, was West Lion Central Lion, and uh, again uh, West Lion, you know that's 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 tough league. They've got MOC, uh, they lost MOC earlier in the week, seventy five sixty eight, but then Central Lion came to town and. Uh, Last second shot, West Lion took down uh, Central Lion and the and knocked off uh, the King of the Hill in two A. So that's a, that's a big win for uh, West Lion. Big implications, two big teams, and so Absolutely. that's a good that's a good one. Well, good. Uh, so two games that I'll highlight is winter set for the girls' side is winter set over Gilbert, uh, a nice win there for the Huskies, and then over on the eastern side of the state, the Liberty girls got a nice win over Xavier. Um, and then one other uh, thing to mention, Johnson getting back on the winning streak is two good wins, one at Valley and then beating Centennial um, at home in overtime. And so those are two good wins. There's no nights off in the CIML on the girls side. Those teams come with it each and every night. So uh, high level basketball. All right, uh, as we always do here after Spotlight, Tony, what's uh, who do you have for your, your Monogle Minute? Who do we spotlight? Who is somebody that's maybe flying under the radar that we need to pay a little more attention to? Yeah, so in this segment, I'm going to try and bump all over the state. So this week, we're going to go up to northeast Iowa in Decorah. Uh, ben Bachman, uh, 6'4 junior wing, um, is averaging 24, 10, and 4 assists, shooting almost almost 50, 40, and 80 uh, shooting splits. Uh, Decora was obviously a big story last year with their with their big run through 3A, um, and they lost a ton of production off that team, and then lost their star point guard uh, Trey McCain to a ACL injury before the start of the year. So they really needed somebody to step up, and uh, and Bachman's done just that so far this year, putting up huge numbers for the Vikings. That's a good one, Ben Bachman for Decora. Keep an eye out. Um him and the Vikings to see what they're able to do up there in Northeast Iowa. Um, all right, let's fast forward to this week. Guys, coming back full circle, Doug, start up with you. What, uh, what are you looking forward to? It's a little bit different because this is a Monday that we're recording this, so we've already mentioned we have a few games in action already going on. Hopefully that didn't steal anybody's game of the week, but if it did, it just gives you another opportunity to come up with a game of the week. So, Doug, what are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, I got uh, actually – four games this week tonight I went over to uh, Pella played Des Moines North in girls basketball tomorrow I'm actually going to go up to Bondurant and watch uh, watch Bondurant play Carroll so I'm going to see my number one Bondurant Blue Jays in person tomorrow so um, excited to see them and then Friday we have the Crosstown uh, rematch Pella and Pella Christian uh, on Friday and then Saturday, I'm coming up to your neighborhood, Tommy, actually farther up, up to Sioux Falls, Western Christian, number one, newly ranked number one, Western Christian plays number one team in South Dakota, Dakota Valley. Um, and they play at the Pentagon up in Sioux Falls. So 
Indeed, he's um, coached by your best buddy. He is Jason former White's teammate. Yeah, they, and they they won the state championship last year and defeated, and they're still undefeated. What thirty eight in a row, maybe? Maybe pushing uh, forty. It's a lot. Yeah. So they they have a that'll be a that'll be a test for both teams. So it should should be fun. The, the Pentagon up there is amazing. If you've ever been up Sioux Falls, this place is awesome. Um, it's got a nice court in the middle, and it probably has five or six smaller uh, gyms courts around it great place to watch basketball so um so that's my that's my week that's exciting that uh like you mentioned pentagon is is an experience that uh, if you're a hoop head you definitely want to take in at some juncture uh what do you think of the jenkins girl for north tonight legit she's good good. yeah Yeah. she's she's i think she's only a sophomore is that right Yep. yep yeah she's she can move she can shoot it she's got post moves um yeah, she she's good. She's she's real deal. Yeah, it'll be a great song. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Oh, uh, aging we're, yourself we're, right we're, there. We Tom. are recording, you know that, Tom. <laughs> that's true. It's all um, for entertainment value. That's right. It's all for those listens. No, she'll be one to keep an eye on. That's for sure. I'll be anxious to see kind of how her progression works at the high school level and then ultimately her recruiting too and where she ends up. But uh, the daughter of Corey Jenkins uh, from UNI. And so she's got the pedigree as well. He played up, uh, he played up at UNI, ooh, I want to say late 90s, maybe early 2000s. And so, um, yeah, being anxious to see kind of how that develops. Tony, what do you got? Uh, one quick one to go over tonight, uh, Grandview Christian continues to bolster their, their resume, uh, 20 point win over a really good AHSTW team tonight. Uh, it looks like all five starters were in double figures for the thunder. So another impressive win for them there. Um, my game of the week is a rescheduled game. Same one as last week, uh, North Lynn at Dunkerton. They're going to play on Thursday night this week. Um, so should be fun there. And then big one tomorrow night, Waterloo West is traveling to Kennedy. Um, one of the last remaining chances for Kennedy to get knocked off in MVC play this year. That Dunkerton when that was supposed to be on Friday and got snowed out. Uh, that was supposed to be Saturday night. Saturday. Oh, yep. that's right. And then the snow <laughs> came in. Yeah, that's too bad. That'll be a, a, a fun task. And then, uh, yeah, be anxious to see what, how Kennedy handles that, but uh, Chris Larson, Christian, man, they just continue to take care of business and run through people. I mean, I, it's about time. Uh, maybe we move them up a level and see, see if they can do the North Lynn thing and go and win a championship in, in, in two A or something too. So, but that's a good one. All right, Tom, what do you got a uh, big one tonight? I, I, I imagine. And then what else? What else? Yeah, well, got? they, they weren't on my schedule for <laughs> games of the week, but there was two of them tonight. And uh, they they should get a shout out. Sergeant Bluff should get a shout out. They they took down a double header tonight with the East girls. The Sergeant Bluff took down the East girls by ten, and uh, the Sergeant Bluff boys and Coach Vanderscaff took down uh, uh, Raz Dangerfield and the East High Black Raiders uh, in overtime. And that's it. That was that wasn't on my schedule. My my game of the week was going to be tomorrow night East in Bellevue West down in Omaha, which is still I, I can't wait to see how the Raiders respond going down to Omaha against Bellevue West tomorrow night. And then uh, Webster City Humboldt this week is a big matchup. Where's that one at? Uh, Webster City. City, I believe. At Webster City. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a big one. And didn't you say East has a somewhat tough game on Friday too? It could be a oh, long they, week. They, they Council Bluffs Abraham Lincoln comes to town. So, uh, and and AL, you know, traditionally they're a tough team. That's a that's a 
a big conference rivalry. And the East got them the first time by about 10. So that'll be an interesting game to follow too. Yeah, big week. Uh, big week there for the Raiders to see what they're they're able to do. As I look at my game of the week, uh, tonight's game spoiled one of them. We'll, I'll get to that. But I so I got three looking at Tuesday. Um, interested on the girl again on the girls' side. Sioux Center takes on Central Lion. Um, I'll be anxious to see kind of what shakes out there with those two teams. Uh, Central Lions fifteen and zero. Sioux Center fourteen and two. The BC Moore's got a spread at two two point four, so it tells me it's going to be a close one. Should be should be a lot of fun. And then Friday, big matchup with the girls' side. North Polk takes on uh, Ballard Huxley, and so those those two teams. North Polk's fifteen and two, and Ballard fourteen and two. That'll be a fun game there. And then Saturday. Dowling travels up to Sioux City East on the girls' side. That one is still going to be a good game, to interesting to see. Loses maybe a little bit of its luster with that loss tonight um, by Sioux City East, but uh, just the fact that uh, an opportunity to play a CIML team uh, that Dowling has to travel up that way and how you handle and, and kind of deal with that road trip when, you know, let's, the one, let's be honest, one of the best things about the CIML is everything's a 20-minute drive. And so the travel usually is not something that you have to take into account. So it'll be interesting to see how the Maroons handle that trip. And so those are my three that I'm looking forward to. And Adam, I'm going to put you on the spot because you just jumped on the pod with us. Hopefully basketball kids, everything's going well. Yeah. You have a game of the week prepared for us or, or what's the deal here? I do. I actually knew I'd come in exactly at this time. So uh, I prepared one and I apologize if it has been mentioned, but um Webrick Rhinebeck played Grundy Center this week um, in a matchup uh, in the NICL. Um, if I uh, am correct in saying this, I believe GR has one loss, and that is against Grundy Center this year. So, um, so a big one in the I guess lower 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 classes um, in in the NICL. So that is my game of the week. Perfect, and it has not been mentioned. So good job, you knew exactly uh, what you were doing uh, coming in and. Right off being cold, knowing knowing that uh, we needed to touch um, on them, and so yeah, Doug, what do you got? I got another one. Thursday's Grinnell Pella makeup too, so that'll be oh. a big one on the girl side. On the girl uh, side, yeah, yeah, that'll be basically they're playing for second place in the little Hawkeye. DCG's running away with it, but that that will be a huge game for for Pella, especially on Thursday. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I know we talked about that. And then, yeah, like you said, that one that one got fogged out, was it? Fogged was fog? out. So yeah. they Grinnell must have a policy. Well, school is canceled in the morning. And by 1 o'clock, the sun was shining and the weather was great. But they obviously have a policy. The school's canceled, no game. So it was uh, very interesting. I know Grinnell people were texting and they were upset. Pella people were upset. But... So yeah, they're they're makeup games this Thursday. Yeah, that was interesting when I saw that come over because, like you said, I the the tweet went out that a game was postponed to weather and, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty nice out. So I didn't realize that. Although the fog was nasty that morning, I'll I'll, I'll give I'll admit that even around here. But uh, yeah, you don't see usually that's a two hour late. Usually you still get to school because of the fog, but um, apparently not. So. Well, good. Let's uh, Doug, keep it with you then. What do we got for your wide open 3A? Has anything changed? I know. So you got your your Blue Jays. You're going to see them this week. 
Um, but you did not get your turbo clock that you were looking for last week. Are we staying there? Or what's uh, what's the feeling? I know that I, I was a, uh, before I get to the Blue Jays, I have to give a shout out. I'm going to give a Tommy shout out to my Baxter Bolts. The <laughs> Baxter Backstreet Bolts are number eight in 1A rankings. Can we give it up for the Baxter ba- Baxter Bolts? That's Let's awesome. go. So um, my 3A champion this year, I, I was looking for a little bit more from Bondurant. I'll, I'll be honest with you. They, Boone hung with them. They beat them by 16. In the end, kind of got, got away from them. But they, Carlisle, it was a one-point game at half. They end up beating them by 11. For That's a, number a win, one, winless Carlisle team, right? Winless Carlisle team. And Carlisle does play hard. I, I, I like some of their kids, but they haven't won a game all year. So I'm going to hang with the Blue Jays. They're undefeated. And we'll see uh, after Tuesday night what, uh, what, what we got. But I'm going to hang with the Blue Jays for another week. But Marion, Marion is creeping. They're at number three. They're climbing up the ranks. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens here. Keeping an eye on the wolves. That was you were. Did you pick the wolves early? What like first week of the year? Did you pick Marion? They, no, were, they were my number. Yeah, they they no. were my go to 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 start, but uh, um, slow start with them. But they are coming on strong. Uh, your Marion Wolves lost by thirteen to Mount Vernon tonight. Never oh. mind. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Marion Wolves. Well, man, <laughs> e- easy come, easy go. I guess not. Let's there go, we go. Well, <laughs> Mount Vernon just took down was Xavier last week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Mount Vernon. Let's talk. We're gonna have to talk about Mount Vernon next week. What's where's Mount Vernon sitting? What's their record? You got it in front That's of you. Eleven and five, I think. Man, with a couple signature wins now. You're telling me there's a chance. Now Tommy. there's 18. Now there's 18 teams that can win three. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, Tom, what do you got uh, for your shout out this well, week? I, who, who you shout out? It's alumni weekend uh, on Shooters Touch. We're going to talk about uh, a Iowa high school former player, Brian Forbes, class of 2013, Lone Tree, played some state tournaments, lost to Boyden Hall, had a fantastic career at Briarcliff University here in Sioux City. Uh, his cousin, uncle, Steve Forbes, head coach of Wake Forest. Anyway, Brian was inducted into the Briarcliff Hall of Fame last week. I had the opportunity to watch him play for three years because my son played at Briarcliff. Great kid, great young man. He's coaching at Briarcliff now. And uh, so shout out to Brian Forbes. Oh, that's a good one. That's, yeah. uh, that's awesome. It's fun to see good people be successful and absolutely have those, have those opportunities. So, so good shout out. Unfortunately, we don't have uncle Larson to, to jump on with the story time. What do you guys think? What would, uh, what, do you, what was he going to come up with this week to, to share with us? Any, any ideas? Go ahead and throw them out. Um, hmm. I think he would love the uh, pajama pants look that that is kind of the, the go-to. I think, he, I think he would like that. Yes. Both both in both in coaching attire and travel gear. Oh man. What do you what do you think, Tom? You gotta I mean, travel gear, you gotta wear it, right? I mean it's uh well you don't have to be you know, you know, guys, you know I'm the old fart. I'm the old school guy. And I always say you do everything like you do anything. And right. uh, so 
yeah, that's uh, that's just all I'm going to leave it at that. I like it. It feels like a, a perfect way to end this week's yeah. uh, podcast. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Yep. I like it. We'll leave it on that. And as always, shoot or shoot.